haven't done that in a while. Yeah, had to lead that. Yeah, I still remember how to count backwards. It's, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, you were you were a little shaky. I gotta say, <laughs> I, mean, I, I could see you sweating. You were yeah, like trying yeah. to remember what came before. It's like you know, three, one, no, oh, damn it! <laughs> uh, but you nailed it. You know, nice work. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh, It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. Whee! I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. Who doesn't love the bounce castle? Hitler. Just prepare to... uh, Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be awash in unbeatable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans. You are listening to the Unbeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. It's summer. Leave it alone. Ah, proof, proof that I will also read whatever is put in front of me. <laughs> Today is July 23rd, and this is episode 658. I'm your host today, John Harper, the Enforcer, hailing from Boise, Idaho. Joining me is one of our excellent hosts from Asheville, North Carolina, our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles, Jonathan Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Harper? Um, shout out this week to soccer, uh, or in Europe as they call it, football. Um, uh, Jason uh, went home to Indiana to play uh, soccer with Joey and apparently scored the first two goals of the game and was just a all-around badass. Um, I, uh, last week, went to... Uh, Chapel Hill to see Chelsea play Wrexham in a friendly and um, Women's World Cup. Women's World Cup. It's uh, fantastic. Uh, unfortunately, most of the games don't play while my bar is open, but uh, Friday night they came on at 9 o'clock and we were packed for it. So shout out soccer slash football. Football. And uh, just, uh, uh, an update there. The. Uh... The women's team did win their first uh, group match. I think the final was 3-0 over three Vietnam. Nil. Yeah. It should have been 8. Yeah, people are a little concerned that they didn't beat up uh, harder on Vietnam. But, you know, yeah, they like a, looked, it, was, it was like a mercy kill. Yeah, they haven't looked super sharp the last couple of games. So, hopefully, um, I believe their next match is going to be against a, uh, a tougher opponent. I believe the Netherlands. So, they will have the work cut out for them. And it'll be like three in the morning, so, you know. That's what the DVR is for. <laughs> Helps me not at all. <laughs> um, well, this show, I think we're just going to jibber-jabber, man. Uh, Hell I yeah. I haven't done this in <laughs> seemingly months. I, I haven't even done a show since the draft. That's how long Whoa. it's been. Yeah. So thank you guys for doing shows and, and keeping the world in, informed of what's going on. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Joey, Jason, and I said a lot of intelligent things uh, mm-hmm. while you weren't here. But I, I actually, I have been thinking There's about no this. no way to I, prove that. 
I mean, you definitely can't go back and listen to the tape. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think that uh, I've missed you. You've been, uh, you know, out of the country for a while. We haven't gotten to catch up. And I'm, I'm curious about your uh, feelings about the draft. I'm curious about your feelings about our offseason moves and where you think this team is going and how it stacks up in the East. And, and this is the kind of phone call I would, I would make to you on a late night. And we're just uh, going to record it. As we do. Yeah. Um, well, draft night was 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 pretty exciting, really. Uh, and a shocking move. The Spurs took Victor Wimbenyama over overall what? number one. Yeah, wait, I wait, wait. I, 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 I think I that. slept through it. I, did, I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> Huge news. Well, in a literal sense, yes. The man is a giant. So, so they, they've settled on 7-5? Is that what they've settled on? Um, I keep seeing seven four. He's growing an inch a day, probably. So, <laughs> okay, okay. you know, don't measure him again at the beginning of the season. He'll be seven. I seven. saw him in a picture next to David Robinson, and he was <laughs> at least like a foot taller than him. He so looks a know. foot taller than David Robinson. He really does. <laughs> he is so massive. Bizarre. Um. Pacers at number seven threw me off for a second uh, by drafting Bilal Koulibaly, who is one of Victor Wimbanyama's teammates at the Mets 92. But that pick was ultimately traded to the Wizards for Jairus Walker, uh, who is our guy in a trade I don't understand at all. Well, so I'm pretty sure, like, I think the Wizards just uh, telegraphed their pick. And so we were like, all right, we'll just take your guy. And then you have to give us draft picks um, to get your guy back. I think that's what happened. Well, not pick. only that, but like money too. Like, yeah. yeah. We got, we <laughs> you got, have to pick these guys we, based upon where you draft these guys. We got a, a second round draft pick, I think. Right? Yep. And yeah, and you're right. And we get to pay our guy less. Yeah. And so, yeah, we do. It worked out great for for us considerably what's going on in washington <laughs> <laughs> just nothing good out there man well, i was like, just like i was so confused i was like dude we're not taking blaukulabali like i knew we were taking jairus walker like it's, it's like not that surprising on some well did you did you think for a second because i thought for a second maybe we were doing this in some sort of weird attempt to like get women yama in like seven years after his contract was up or something. I mean, it had occurred to me that, you know, we thought we could get Jairus Walker lower in the draft. Um, but and like, I, maybe I just, we had a, a, like a trade up somehow or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. I mean, I just, I think we would have been pretty happy with either Walker or Hendricks. Right. Um, and so we could have traded down and, you know, maybe the jazz really wanted Koulibaly. Right. I mean, he is an exciting guy. Um, and I was at one point, it looked like he might fall late into the first round. I was like, dude, if we could take a flyer on this guy late in the first round, that'd be amazing. But of course, his draft stock just skyrocketed in the last three weeks and um, ended up getting nowhere near there. Um, but, I, you know, Jairus Walker, super high motor, tough kid, big body. Uh, he's going to fit in great and help create that culture of defense that we need with his very, very excellent motor. Um, reasonably good playmaker, not an offensive guy. He's got some holes in his game. He has a ceiling, but he's going to be an exciting guy. 
I, I think I agree with you. He has a ceiling, but I, I tough nose, uh, nose for the ball. And I think, I think passing is, is one of his great gifts. Like I think he sees the floor really well, especially for a big man. And, um, I'm excited about this guy. I, I don't I don't think he's going to walk on and be our starting power forward, but I think that's what this team what he provides at the power forward spot, which is defense, rebounding and unselfishness is the kind of thing that this team needs. And and as we talk further into uh you know what what next season's going to look like, um I think this is a brilliant pickup. He's the guy that I had kind of keyed on early. Um, but seeing him in summer league, he's better than I thought he was. I mean, he just looks like a, a professional basketball player already. Yeah. I mean, at, on draft day, he would have been our, if our team, if our roster stayed what it was, he would have been our starting four. <laughs> yeah. Almost certainly. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I was more in the Cam Whit, Cam Whitmore. Okay. Um, okay. Um, Taylor Hendricks camp, you know, okay. more but, offense, uh, yeah, going just a little sort bit more smaller. offense, maybe a little bit higher ceiling. Unclear yeah. why Whitmore fell so far, but by, by the time we were at 15, 16, I was like, you know, I, I was, I was kind of wishing we had a couple picks that we could trade up, but we had already used those to trade up for, you know, next year's draft pick. Um, so we didn't really have room to move. Um, the other guy that I thought we might take a flyer on late was Bryce Sensible. Um, I like that kid a lot. Jazz get him at 28, two picks behind us. Mm. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. It's going to be the Ben Shepard versus Bryce Sensible watch for the next couple of years. And hopefully yeah. we pick the right one. Yeah. Uh, so the Ben Shepard pickup, uh, everybody seemed to say it was kind of a reach. Like we, like he was probably going to be uh, early second round and we just went after him. Um, it seems like our scouts and our guys just, they keyed on him and they liked him. They wanted him. And we, as you'd said, we'd moved a lot of those. We had a couple late first rounds and early second rounds that we'd moved. Uh, and so we just only had one late first round pick left Mm -hmm. and, uh, we went after him. Was this a guy that maybe we had beginning of the second round and we're just like, we can't miss him. Like, is he, is he that guy? I mean, he's got size and. He's he's a shooter. Oh, I mean, so is Bryce Sensabaugh, but maybe just a little <laughs> bit, just maybe a little bit more resume. Uh, and you know, having played at Ohio State, you know, just a little bit better competition than uh, you know, a guy playing at Belmont. Um, but you know, I I trust our scouting guys. Obviously, we were very high on them, and yeah, we reached for them. So we we must have liked what we saw. So. So he, uh, you know, in summer league, uh, struggled in his, his first game. Um, you know, of course, he's he's playing with three starters from last year's Pacer team, <laughs> essentially. I mean, Matherin came off the bench, but, you know, essentially, uh, uh, you know, a rotational player in the NBA, along with uh, Neemhard and uh, uh, Isaiah Jackson. All these guys, you know, played a ton of minutes for us. And then... Uh, Jairus Walker, as we said, just seems like he's ready for the pros. And so uh, Shepard didn't look great. He only got up like four shots and missed them all, I think. Something like that. I had one point. And, um, but as the as the uh, summer league went along, ended up shooting like 39% from the range. Uh, looked like he had the size and the 
foot speed to, you know, be competitive on defense, which is, you know, what you want from your, you know, young guys is an ability or at least a desire to play defense and, and a, an ability and desire to shoot. <laughs> and, you know, he has both those things. So, yeah, I mean, whether other people end up being having better careers than him, sure. But, you know, it seems like a good pickup. And, and you know, I'm excited for the kid. Yeah, I mean, he was a very efficient scorer in college. I'm sure that we liked that. But he's also 22 and he's 22. And that's the thing. Bryce is Bryce is 20. And, you know, as a starter at a big 10 school, you know, 18 points, 5.7 rebounds, 1.4 assists, 50, 40, 80. Mm. Mm. I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's just tough for me to pass on going. Yeah. We're going to have to keep uh, a, uh, tally going for, uh, their careers on this one. Yeah. Might've been a swig and a miss. Uh, same thing I, I, I still do with Draymond. Yeah. <laughs> still <Yeah>. mad. <laughs> still mad. I don't know. Some days it's easier than others. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. I don't have any of my guys hitting each other in the locker room as far as I know. You do not. Yeah. Or at least they have enough common sense not to release Record it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we picked up two other guys who I have no film on whatsoever. So... Uh, is that Isaiah Wong? Did we pick up that guy? Yep, we sure did. Uh, and we already signed him to do a two-way contract, so he's going to be on the team, um, largely playing for the Mad Ants, but he's one of our 17 basketball players. And I don't know who the other guy is. Never heard of him. <laughs> um, Mojave King. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like 47th uh, over round. Your boy. I my mean, boy. I, I think you wanted us to take him in the lottery, but we finally... Right. Right, right, Talked right. you out of that one. That's right. Mojave King goes, uh, he is the uh, patriarch to Trevelyan Queen. <laughs> so the, the two of them are are going to uh, reign over the Pacers, ideally uh, in a prosperous and peaceful time. Well, so, you know, we've got two guys that we think, you know, one guy's going to be or would have been projected to be a starter on day one. Another guy that we build on, hopefully turn into a rotation player, Ben Shepard. And then the Pacers acquired a couple other guys, one through free agency and one through a trade. Um, we can start with Mr. Obi Toppin. <laughs> okay. Who we got for nothing from the Knicks. No, nothing. Uh, we gave... Uh... Give up two second round draft picks. Two second rounders. Yeah, that's it. I and mean, we got a rotation guy, if not a starter. I mean, maybe a starter for us at least. At least a start. I mean, big huge hops, underperforming in New York, got more potential than he showed there. I I don't know why there weren't higher bidders than us, but I will take it. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it seems like uh, this is one of those situations where a guy just wasn't seeing a lot of minutes, you know, and when he saw minutes, he produced, but like, you know, you got uh, Julius Randall in front of you in the rotation and you're only getting, you know, a handful of minutes a game and you're struggling to, to produce with those small minutes. What was that? 12 minutes a game or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, <sighs> This guy could be great. I mean, he he uh, dropped 34 on us in the last game of the season uh, when they were uh, resting Randall. 
Um, he's got the size. He's got the, you know, yeah, you're right. The hops. He can score. Uh, I think the concern about him is whether he's going to bring the defense that was, you know, sort of our offseason goal. Um, you know, uh, what Carlisle said to every one of these guys is, you know, health and defense are the reasons we didn't make the playoffs. So, you know, if we stay healthy and we play defense, we're a playoff team. And it remains to be seen whether Obi Toppin is, um, I think he's capable of it. I think he has the body for it. He just has to, has to sign on and agree to it. But if you're not doing that <laughs> for the Knicks, <laughs> you know, are you going to do it for Rick Carlisle? Well, I mean, we we got a guy who we think is, you know, potentially, you know, a standout defensive player at our four already. So I don't think we're super super concerned about that part of it. We know what Obi Toppin does super well is get out and transition and finish. And with, you know, one of the best up and down teams, highest paced, excellent point guards and, you know, break runners in the league, Obi Toppin is going to have plenty of success with us. Whether he can you know, maintain starter minutes <laughs> with the defense that he plays. That is another question, but whether or not he'll be productive, I think it's a foregone conclusion. I think he's going to crush. I guess just because he's going to run and, and dunk free. and you yeah, know. he yeah. plays above the rim and yeah, we got guys fast. who know how to find him. Right. Right. Yeah. No, we just have a, a ton of passers in our backcourt. We just do. Um, and so um, just stay open and stay ready. Yeah, absolutely. He's gonna he's gonna have a he's gonna have some fun, more fun than he was having in New York, for sure. They don't do a lot of running in New York. Uh, no, even not even with, a lot of minutes in New York. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, what about uh, what about the free agent signing, Harper? How do you feel about uh, Bruce Brown coming to the Pacers? Uh, again, just a solid you know, pick up from the team here. We structure his contract right because, you know, we've got a good front office and so we front loaded it because we got all kinds of money we can burn here early if it's something that doesn't work out for us in the long run and uh, he doesn't turn into the player that we think he can be, then you know, we've got a pretty easy way to get out of that or restructure it if it's great, right? Um, so we Nicknamed gave him, Cowboy we, Bruce. So we gave, I don't Cowboy Bruce. Yeah, so we gave him what forty five million dollars for two years, but the second year is a team option. Is that is that what's going on? Um, or at least it's you know it's only two years. Um, so, or the second year is only partially guaranteed, something like that. Yeah, club option. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. If it's not working. <laughs> See ya. Just don't exercise it, or you can renegotiate with them. And right, right. Call it good, but he looked good. We know he can play some defense. And he moves the ball, and he can hit an open jumper, and he has a nose for the ball. I mean, like, this is this is a, a perfect glue guy. Like, I just, I, he helped, you know, the Nuggets win a championship. And yeah. uh, and I am I'm thrilled by this pickup. I'm I'm ex- this is as exciting for me. Uh, I think my two favorite uh, Pacer 
uh, like signings of all time were David West and Byron Scott. And I'm as excited about this as those two. Like that's that's I feel like he's that kind of guy. He's going to bring in culture. He's going to bring in cohesiveness. He's going to bring in, um, you know, a championship attitude. Like I think he's on level of those two guys. That's going to transform this team. I am that excited about this guy. Well, that is some high praise. I'm not sure I'm that optimistic. I'm not sure I'm David West optimistic, but I I hope you're right. I hope this kid uh, is all of those things. I hope he's captain. Right? Why, why not? Well, I mean, I, I think probably uh, Halliburton might have something to say about that. And also yeah, Miles well. Turner. But <laughs> Miles Turner has nothing to say about that. Come on, he's our longest tenured pacer. He's got to be captain. And <laughs> he and Halliburton are captains, right? Being being there the longest doesn't make you the, the captain. Uh, is... Uh, is George Hill coming back? He could be captain, probably. Yeah, no, I would also not co-sign that one. Uh, I don't. I don't know if we're going to have room for him. I think he'd like to come back if we had room for him, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Because um, we picked up a couple, like four guys in the draft. Right. I mean, now we have Bruce Brown and Ben Shepard, and I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. What are you doing with George Hill at that point? Yeah. Well, speaking of that, so what, how do you, uh, how are you foreseeing this uh, this lineup moving forward? Uh, you know, I mean, I know that there's going to be uh, a training camp where these guys are going to fight it out um, for positions. Do you have sort of a a thought on a, a eight man road, a ten man road, a, who you think is going to be starting based on on the guys on the, on this team right now? I mean, uh, what do you, what do you think? Well, I, I mean, I, I certainly think that they're going to let these guys figure it out in camp. Um, so I think everybody is going to have a a fair shot at, you know, getting a starting nod. But that being said, um, you know, I, I think Matherin starts this year. <laughs> Do you? You think, you, think, uh, you think it's time? I think it's probably time. I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't, you know. he was playing starter quality minutes most of last year. He was, but we designed an entire offense around him off the bench, right? Like a Halliburton offense is very different than a Matherin offense, right? Matherin's much more ISO heavy, get to the free throw line, um, a lot of step backs and stuff. Um, Halliburton's offense is much more free flowing. Everybody's moving around. I mean, you got we had Nimhard starting it too, so that um, there was even more passing, you know. Um, and and Buddy Heald running off a million picks, you know. Uh, we went really small and had uh, Naismith or a, a, a Wara um, down at the four. You know, I I, I just wonder if does Matherin starting slow that down or screw that up. You just said we're going to be really fast and we're going to have Obi Toppin who can run. And, you know, um, does Matherin just have to learn to be a part of that? Or do does is he allowed to kind of slow this down and make it a little bit more ISO heavy? I mean, he either has to become learn to become a part of it or he's going to find his ceiling very fast with this team as a yeah. bench player, right? I mean, there's okay. just... 
you know, Tyrese ain't going anywhere, right? No. Tyrese yeah, is one. Tyrese is, is 1A. We just so, gave him the bag. Yeah. He's going to get paid $50 million a year for us for five years. Yeah. So you got to play the way he wants to play, or I guess you're right. You can be a main guy off the bench if you like, and that's your ceiling. Thanks, but I don't think that's where he wants to be, right? So he's going to have to start adjusting, you know, his game to the team game. He's proven that he can play with NBA starters in terms of, you know, competition. So Sure. He's relentless of- at the basket and he can finish um, around, you know, adults. And that's really useful all the time. I mean, his free throw, um, you know, attempts are near the top of the league. And he was a rookie last year. So um, that's a great asset to have as long as that doesn't, you know, as long as that becomes a part of the offense instead of disrupts it, I'm I'm with you. I'm ready for Matherin to start as well. I think it'll just be interesting. I think there'll be some kinks to iron out as that moves forward. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. No. I mean, his playmaking is a is a work in progress. There's no two it ways about is. that. Right. But for sure. He's our second best young player, and mm-hmm. in order for us to develop him, we need him playing against the best competition, thirty minutes a night. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, I am confident that because of the kind of player that he is, that he will find his way there. I don't know if he starts on day one, but I'd hesitate to keep him on the bench too much longer and expect happiness from the guy. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, also, I I, I, vague, I didn't read the article, but I vaguely heard that he was calling out LeBron for being washed or whatever. That's cool. It's good to poke the bear. <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> Yeah, apparently him and uh, Jamal Murray knew each other too. So uh, he was okay. he was giving us some some flack at a at a presser that they were both at during the playoffs, which was pretty pretty good. Television. Nice. Apparently, uh, ac- at least according to Benedict Matherin, uh, he won a one on game against Jamal Murray. Mm. It might right. be that Jamal remembers that slightly differently. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got the kid doesn't lack confidence and uh, and it doesn't lack skill, so. Um, and his three point shooting went down as the season went on, but you know, it's also a really long season for a rookie. So, uh, I assume that that will, um, kind of stay closer to where he was at the beginning of the season, ideally next season. And one would think that he's going to benefit, uh, from some spacing in the starting lineup, you know, um, it may be that Buddy Heald is still out there. Right. Yeah. What do you what, what do you what do you think about this? Do you, do you do we start Buddy Heald at three or I mean we just prayed we just paid Bruce Brown we just paid Bruce Brown uh, starter money. Yeah. Um, and you know, coach but he gets every once. Well. Yeah. 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 So he's likely your. But he's not. He's not Buddy Heald. Good. I mean, Buddy Heald had the most three pointers in the league last year. True. Bruce Brown's not that. <laughs> true um i mean that that's a position that where i think they're finding out i mean on some level we were a little surprised that buddy healed started all of last year pretty much yeah right? until when like the last there. couple weeks yeah yeah so yeah. i don't know that was you know, it, to me matherin has the size to play three right i mean he's got the size and the body to play three if he needs to sure especially so, I mean, given you could... the way that we run the court well, you could do Heald at two and Matherin at three. You could do uh, Bruce Brown at two. I think you're probably Matherin Brown at, at two and Matherin at three is probably okay. where you're at. I mean, uh, Brown is smaller uh, as far as stature. He's only 6'4", but 
he's also beefy and plays uh, a bigger. He plays bigger than he is. Um, you know, yeah. they've 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 played him in the NBA at four, uh, and in fact, the Brooklyn Nets played him at five. Like, I mean, the guy. Yeah, he'll body up. Yeah, um, so he can kind of play five positions and guard five positions. Um, so it doesn't really matter where you where you put him, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I suppose if if Brown and Matherin are starting, it doesn't really matter if it's one or two or two. I mean, two or three. Right? No, not really. Yeah. And, and I would, and, I mean, I, it would be my best guess that, you know, even though, I mean, I, I suppose Heald's probably making the same money as Brown is, but you, I, I would expect Brown and Mather to win out those spots. That would be my best guess. Yeah. Heald's, Heald's making, yeah, like 20 mil as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brown is our highest paid player this season. Um, he's making 22.5 million. And I think Heald's making 20, 21, something like that. But uh, the following... Uh, well, well Heald, Heald had that weird reverse... In, oh, uh, he did? Yeah, he had that declining contract. So oh, he's nice. under 19. Again. Oh, wow. Okay. So, I mean, that's not nothing, obviously. Oh, sure. But... Yeah. Uh, at least well, he's not your highest paid player. <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> and then, of course, the following season, it will be Halliburton as his extension kicks in. So Correct. For uh, quite some time, he will be our highest yes, player. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, and then uh, no one's questioning that Miles Turner is, is your starting five. Uh, and even except, though, except Isaiah Jackson, maybe. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to win that one. No, uh, he won't. No. Um, what about our four? Um, what, what's, what are we doing there? We, we just brought in Toppin. Um, like I said, we Bruce Brown can play it. We last year we did uh, Wara and uh, Nee Smith um, down there. Uh, Jalen Smith started the season last year and then just kind of got tossed to the wayside because he couldn't shoot anymore or play defense <laughs> or rebound. That was it. Was really Other kind than of sad. He was slotted in it perfectly. Was a, it was a tough season for Jalen. Uh, I love that guy. I'm a big fan, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if he's long for this uh, the future of this team unless he he brings something different to the to the uh, you know the table this season. Yeah, yeah, I, I would not. I mean, he just he was always a questionable scheme fit for us. Yeah. Um, well, he could hit a three, and we were like, okay, he can hit a three, and he can rebound. That's what we're looking for. Um, you know, Jarris Walker can't really hit a reliable three right now, but. He's basically everything you want from that position outside of that, you know? I mean, he's I would, he's not a scorer. No. But do you need him so, to score? I mean, that is team? like half of the game. So I, you can't say he's everything that you want out of that position. He's, he's, he's a plus defender. He's a, a plus defender and he's a plus uh, passer. And uh, and that's that may be the end of the list for now. Well, no, but uh, you know he's also a big body, and like I think that, and that's part of defense, I know, and 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 he's a good rebounder. I think that, um, yeah, I mean he doesn't have an offensive game really right now, but like there's so much. 
Halliburton's going to make his life easy for scoring, right? It's just going to be wide open dunks. It's just going to be lob passes, right? Like you're not, we're not going to like put isos for him in the post. Like that's not what our offense needs out of the four position right now, you know? I mean, that's true, but what you'd really like is just, you know, somebody who you never got to draw a play up for and, you know, sucks up the, sucks up the glass and like turns that into points. And He's Don't you think that's who Walker is? I, he's not a very a strong rookie. finisher around he's the He's a rookie. Okay. Yeah. He's got the body for it. I think he'll improve, but I just I don't think it was really on the film in college. I, I think he's a better shooter than his numbers maybe looked at Houston. You know, he's a reasonably good free throw shooter. Um, his three point form is certainly not perfect, but it's not it's not ugly, right? Right. He's gonna um, he's gonna turn into somebody who can hit a corner three. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I, I just I think that that will improve a lot. The attention that he's given to his playmaking and defense have paid off brilliantly. And he's in the NBA, so it's hard to argue with with what he's been doing. I'm excited to see that that on the floor. I, I hope that the rest of it comes along. But if not, he's still a player for us. I, I mean, I think that that position is is the real question mark. But as with adding all this depth, what it does is it gives Rick Carlisle a lot of freedom, right? He's going to have nights where he wants to run the floor and push the pace and Obi Toppin's going to slot well. He's going to have nights where he's got a four that he's got to stop and he can throw Walker out there. Or he's got to play two huge dudes and he can throw Isaiah Jackson next to Miles Turner at the four or whatever. Or he can throw him at the three. Jackson can play three. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, I, I guess for me... I'm looking at this roster and going, there's a couple things that are going to happen. You know, um, Neemhard and uh, TJ McConnell are going to have to fight out for backup point guard minutes. And there's not going to be a lot of them because we're going to play Halliburton all the time. Um, you've got Buddy Heald slash Neemhard slash maybe Matherin and maybe... Yeah. Bruce and Neesmith Brown. is kind of in the mix there too because he's going to he's going to need two and three minutes to get to anything. Yeah, and he and, had a and really good season last year. He was great for us. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like th- those guys are going to be fighting for the two three minutes, and then you know Nora is going to be fighting for the three four minutes. And he had a really I thought once he traded us played really well. Oh, yeah. Um, and you know you're just you've got a bunch of guys you got a bunch of talent. And, and what you want when you're a young team developing is go, these guys that you rooted for that weren't, you know, getting you to the playoffs are either improving or you brought in talent that's better than them so your team gets better, right? And that's kind of where we are. Um, I hope all our guys improved and they're fighting with the guys that we brought in for these minutes. But I think it's going to be especially an interesting first third of the season as we figure out what our rotation is and, and, and what our best team is on the floor. Yeah, I think Carlisle's going to have a lot of fun with us. <laughs> He's going to have more fun than I am. I'm stressed out about it. This is, uh, this is keeping me up at night. Really? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what I want out of this. You know, I, I want to... Um, I just... I, I like all these guys and I want to root for all these guys and... You know, the moment I set on a lineup, I go, oh, but I really like that guy. Can he see some minutes? You just got to prove it on the floor, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's that's how the game works, to be yeah. sure. And 
adding all the depth that we did is it may keep you up at night, but it's certainly a good problem to have. It is. Now, we don't have a ton of elite talent. I mean, I think uh, Jason made a point on the pod uh, a couple weeks ago that he was he concerned about a, a big offseason pickup because he didn't want the um, the hierarchy of the team to change. He wanted this to be very clearly Halliburton's team. And he didn't want to bring in another alpha. He wanted Halliburton to kind of run this thing and, and be at the top of the pecking order before we brought in other, you know. Uh, you know, he needed a couple of years to be clearly the 1A guy before we brought in maybe another big ego or another big talent. I think we did a great job of kind of answering Jason's call, which is we brought in really talented guys in Toppin and uh, uh, Bruce Brown, but they're not superstars, you know. They're guys that are going to fit a role. So, I don't know. You can bring in a superstar in a couple years after we've got it all figured out. Sure, sure you can. All the free agent superstars clamoring to get to Indianapolis. Well, that's, I mean, there's, that's there's, like a very nice way of, of thinking about the fact that we can't draw free agents. Like there was well, no chance that we were signing a superstar. No, here, but there's but there's a chance James to, Harden, to, in which case you would just pass. I would pass. But there there's still rumblings right now that that we uh, might trade for uh, Pascal Siakam. You know that guy's a uh, won a championship. He's yeah, but an he's all star. He's not the leader of his own team right now. Well, I mean, he he was until he wasn't after. Well, I don't know. <laughs> he was in the off season after they traded away Van the guy Vliet. who was leading the team. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but that's the kind of thing that might be questionable on this team for chemistry wise. But I mean, we'd figure it out. Halliburton figures everything out. He's just he's the right dude. We're yeah. very lucky that this happened. Absolutely. I, I would I would happily take another superstar on the team and not worry about it a bit. I think Halliburton would be, <laughs> would be fine and figure it out. I have all kinds of faith work. in him. Fair enough. All right. Well, you got a bunch of guys to trade if you want to. Yeah, because we plenty got of cap depth. space to play with too. Yep. So still have um, it. Let's uh, just call up Pop, get Wimbenyama over, and uh, call it a day. <laughs> Yeah, Wimbenyama's going to take like two or three years. I'm ready to win now. Oh, okay. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, what do you see now that we've talked about this depth? It sounds like you're fairly pleased about the draft. Um, you know, we we pulled the wool over on uh, the Wizards and got our guy. So weird. Um, uh, the Shepherd might have been a reach, uh, but potentially could be a good, good player. Uh, we also uh, traded away... Uh, eight track. Um, how do you feel about that? Uh, we'll live to fight another day. Okay. <laughs> right. uh, I, yeah. Honestly, I'm I'm happy for Duarte. Um, we had a log jam at two three, and he wasn't going to see any minutes. Well, I mean, there was that, and I, there's just there's good evidence that he didn't play well without Sabonis. So give him back his Sabonis. There you go. You know? Yeah. Fair enough. So I, I think that he's going to play well in Sacramento. Yeah, I think he's going to play well there. I think that's going to be a, a, a win-win. I think okay. that's I think that's fine. I'm a, I'm a, I really like Duarte. He's a really good dude. Me too. I was uh, uh, they're just him. It wasn't working out here. So 
Give he was also our best nickname, by the way. <laughs> um, well, and then our well, other best nickname was The Sauce, and O'Shea Brissett is now yeah. with... Uh, uh, is he in Boston? I think so. Yeah. He's somewhere where he's going to be useful. Yeah, I think it's in Boston. I think he's going to see some minutes because they lost uh, Grant Williams. Or they traded Grant Williams or whatever. So he might see some real minutes um, on a team that's vying for a championship. So shout out the sauce. Yeah. I'm not sure A-Track um, was our was our best nickname. It um, it just made entirely too much sense. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Yeah, also the sauce makes a lot of sense, too. We got we <laughs> Our best nickname. But not how we got makes... there. <laughs> yeah, they have to make less sense. Um, yeah, okay, so if you, um, so we've got all this depth, uh, you feel like the draft was all right, you feel like the offseason signings were good, um, and now you're saying it's just going to be a, a really exciting training camp to see what kind of shakes out, Carlisle's got a lot of toys to play with, do you have a, a sense of what this season looks like? I mean, do you, do you think this is a playoff team for sure? Do you think it's a play-in team? Um, you know, are we done tanking? What's, what's, uh, you know, where are we at as far as your early season predictions? Um, you know, I'm sure you've kept a little bit on what's going on in the, in the rest of the NBA and and the rest of the East. Um, do you feel like, uh, this team is, is ready for the next step? I mean, as teams in the East get better, I mean, it's just the rich getting richer. Those teams were already better than us anyway, right? If Dame lands in Miami, it doesn't really change our fortunes at all, right? I mean, it just doesn't True. matter that much. Um, prior to, you know, halfway through last offseason, I didn't think this team was going to tank last year. And I picked us for like 40 wins or something. And then it became clear that we were going to tank. And obviously I downgraded that a lot. And that's fine. I certainly don't think we're tanking this off or this year. Um, I, I put us kind of back where we were, which is, you know, 35. I think I was at 32, 37, 42 last year. I'd probably be at 35, 40, 45 this year. I mean, I, mm. I think I, I absolutely think we can be an above 500 team this year with the guys that we got. And I, part of me thinks that's maybe low. Mm. I like that. I, I, I like that the, um, that maybe that's low. I mean, I, I've just been thinking about this team. I've been I've been ruminating on this team. I've been considering it, and I and I was thinking about how last year we were the third seed for a while, early on in the season, um, and we were clearly a playoff team before Halliburton went down with an injury. Um. I think Carlisle is a good coach. Um, I think he's one of the few coaches that matter. I think Halliburton is a generational passer. And I think that's infectious. We just watched uh, the Denver Nuggets win a title because their best player was a unbelievable talent, but I think also because he is a gifted passer and he and when you when people know they're going to get the ball if they're open people work harder i think i think 
great passers elevate the people around them. And I think that Halliburton's going to make everybody better on this team and make everybody's job easier. And I'm starting to really believe in the chemistry. I mean, Halliburton had like half the team uh, at Summer League. And a bunch of our second and third year guys played in Summer League, which you don't have to do. Um, you know, we were... Uh, we were two and zero when those the the you know our veterans played and then uh, lost when we the last three and didn't make the summer league playoff because we just tanked. But uh, um, no, I I I I'm starting to think that chemistry is a thing. I'm starting to think that um, you know yeah we're young but and we're several years away from being a real threat to do anything as far as contending, but I'm kind of with you. I'm starting to feel real optimistic about this. It's like, I mean, we've got a ton of depth. Like you don't even need everybody to stay healthy. And, you know, health is always a, is a major um, factor in a season. I mean, 42 wins is a, is a good, is a good pick. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, on some level, the fact that the Heat can go to the finals and almost win a championship with Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and I don't know some other dudes is yeah, like no eight guys proof, you've never heard of, right? Is 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 like a bunch of proof that you know a deep roster playing super well together, who's on a string on defense, can do really great things if they get hot at the right time. We've added some pieces that give us the at least potential to be able to play high level defense. We know we can play some offense. <laughs> right. Well, that's the thing, right? I, I think, I think we are going to be incredibly entertaining offensively. And I said this most of last year, we don't give a damn about defense and that's why we're not going to win a lot of games. And we have to at least give a little bit of a damn on defense uh, or we're, you know, only going to win. You can only score so many points. You know, you, you could be the Sacramento of the East if you want. Score all the points, get the third seed, make the playoffs, and then not be able to defend your way out of a paper bag uh, in the playoffs. Um, but is that who we want to be? You know, well, um, obviously not. We traded the guy on their team because right. we didn't want to beat that. Because we yeah, didn't. We gave beat. them that. We, we very clearly understood that our ceiling was going to be that if he was our <laughs> best player, yeah. you know, and God loves the bonus. But I, I think you and I both had, we both love Sabonis, but I think we both yeah, decided course. that if he was, our ceiling was only, uh, you know, um, as far as he could go defensively. And that's not what he does. You know, he's great offensively. Um, so if, if some people here can decide to play defense and, and pick it up, like I think 42 wins is a, is a very reasonable ask. I like 45. Um, I, I think I'm going to, I'm going to push it a little bit, a little bit further. I, I think, I think 48 wins would be our high. If we get 50, 50 wins is, is a lot in this league. You got to be really good for that. I don't think we're there yet. I mean, it's possible. I'm just because of how young the team is and because of the injury problems we've had, I, you know, I, I, I would put, I, I, like, I wouldn't be scared of 50 if I thought that they were going to be healthy and ready to go on day one. 
but I'm right. just I'm not we're convinced not. that that's the case. Yeah, we're not. I I, I think the the Matherin piece is a huge piece. I think his learning curve, uh, his ability to defend, and his ability to be a part of the Halliburton offense is gonna is gonna be bumpy. Um, I think Jairus Walker is the perfect fit, but he's not ready to play starter minutes all the time. And, um, you know, I think eventually he will be our starting four, but not yet. Um, and the top in minutes could be, you know, tough on Miles Turner because he's having to cover a lot of blown, you know, four spot coverage. So I, yeah, no, I mean, I think I, uh, I just think Bruce Brown's going to be really important and I think he's going to be really useful. I think this defense does get a little bit more on a string. I just think it's going to take a while. Um, I think if you said to me that we're playing our best basketball in February um, and we look really great um, after we've figured out some kinks and then kind of fall off because it's a long season and we're young, that would make sense to me. But I still think uh, playing 500 ball is part of that. And uh, I'd like to see us in the sixth seed and out of the play-in tournament is my goal for this season. Yeah, yeah. No, I, you want to be out of the play-in tournament for sure. Yeah. I, I don't think it's crazy to think that a starting lineup of Tyrese Halliburton, Benedict Matherin, Bruce Brown, Jairus Walker, and Miles Turner could be a, you know, a, potentially a top-five defensive team in the league. I'm with I mean, you. I'm with you. If, if Matherin <laughs> Bruce commits... Really good. Jairus Walker's tape is crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. And if Matthew commits the defense, like you're right. There's not a, there's not a hole in that. I mean, Halliburton's your hole and he's still longer and faster than almost everybody he's playing against. Yeah. And as long as you're funneling towards miles Turner, <laughs> right. Or Bruce Brown, <laughs> you're just fine. Right. Yeah. Or Jairus Walker. I mean, yeah. Really. Yeah. Guys. Uh, yeah. Or, I mean, even Obi Toppin can block shots. <laughs> right. Exactly. He loves swinging in for a weak side block. Yeah, right? he does. All right. Well, you've got me feeling real good, buddy. Let's let's go for mid to high forties and wins. Let's do <laughs> All it. right. All right. Do thirty seven, forty two, forty seven. Okay. Yeah, I'm each of that's yeah, that's where I'm at. I, I like that. Let's 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 let's. Uh, um, if do we need to um, put down money on this? I mean. I mean, we both we're kind agree. of on the same team here. I don't know how we bet on the same Ve- team the Vegas, same I guess. What's the over under? I guess we'll figure that out in the uh, in the over under pod. What's it right now? I don't know. That's a good question. What do you think it is? I assume it's uh, thirty nine and a half. Ooh, I'm gonna go higher. I bet it's forty two. Okay. Let's see. The lines, it's either a place to buy cocaine or get information on sports. Thelines.com. Thelines.com. Let's see. All right, you were very close. I got us at 37 and a half. Oh, okay. So this is an easy over. I mean, I mean, if our yeah, middle, if our middle is, uh, what do you say, forty-seven is my low, right? Like that's me low. assuming that we have injuries. Yeah, injuries and things don't go smoothly out the gate. Yeah. 
I mean, obviously, if Halliburton misses the whole season, you know. Oh, well, sure. We'll, that, we'll be yeah. way under that. <laughs> but, I mean, look, I don't know if we'll be way under it. Like, I mean, the Neymar is an incredible uh, backup point guard. And, and, and you know, he won us some games uh, last year. And, you know, you add in Brown and Toppin and depth. And I don't think you can lose as many games as we did last year. I just don't think you can. So, um, well, I don't think so either, but we lost a lot of games last year. We lost a lot of games last year. Um, but I think we're done doing that. I think I think we come out of this with, you know, we get a we get a Matherin, we get a Walker, and a Halliburton, and we're just like, boom, reboot. Let's go. I think we're going to crush it. It's going to be a fun year. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, and definitely bet the over. Take the money right now. Let's put it in because because it's going to move up, right? It's going to go up, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We should probably put the money in now. Um, I'll I'll, I'll Venmo you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all for listening. You can find the Undebeatables at Undebeatables on Twitter, Facebook.com slash the Undebeatables. TheUndebeatables.com. There's a contact form where you can yell at us in all cap emails. You can shout out at TheUndebeatables.com. And uh, I think there are still t-shirts, t-shirt, t-shirt available on our website. Do you what, what kind of what kind of flack you think we're gonna get for this for this pod? I mean, the all caps. Um, because we're over optimistic. Yes. Uh, okay. That's what happens when we get together, man. We need Jason around to take us down. So, yeah, exactly. And be like, hey, let's be realistic about this. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're we're total fanboys. What do you want? We are. I, I did did uh, maybe I didn't talk good enough about Obi Top. Maybe there's some huge Obi Toppin fans out there that are going to be like, dude, Colson just... doesn't have faith, but Harper did. So like, I might get cut down for that. I just I love a bargain. Yeah, <laughs> he was free. <laughs> He was free. Like, how do you get a guy that is has that sort of gifts and is free? So, okay, I, I will say this, but before I sing us out, that that you got to give a ton of uh, praise to to this uh, front office because uh, we absolutely got maybe the best free agent this offseason. and we picked up another starting level player for free. And uh, we murdered the draft, and uh, we murdered our first pick of the draft. Yeah, okay, you're right. <laughs> the rest of it, we killed the first. <laughs> and 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 uh, you but, know, but we murdered it so good that like you do get extra credit for that. You do get like, extra credit. Not only did we get our guy, but like we got him for cheaper. Stole <laughs> yeah, like what? Stole a pick. <laughs> extra credit for sure. We kinda, Fred, yeah, we we're kind of killing the off season. We, I mean, outside of like. Picking up, I don't know, Damian Lillard, like we did pretty good, you know? Most people who graded teams off seasons had us at A or A+. plus. We, we yeah. did exactly what we were supposed to do. We got the right people. We got them at the right price. We still have a lot of flexibility. Yeah, we still cap. have cap space. So, we still have a lot of draft picks. Yeah. And, and we, yeah, we got capital everywhere. So we yeah. are. And we have a ton of, we have a ton of depth. And so we got guys to move when we want to. So yeah, this is, yeah, we're in a really good position right now as we're a franchise. Really yeah. There yeah. are, there are some teams that would like to be where we are. 
including mm. Washington, who can't tie their flipping shoes. Charlotte. Charlotte, who is being sold by Michael Jordan. Congrats, Mike, on your payday. Detroit? Are they still uh, tanking? I, I don't know. Detroit has some things. They have talent, <laughs> but I still think they're... Uh, I don't think they know what they're doing. Um, ooh. Uh, Houston's my dark horse next year. To... Uh, win more than 25 games. Okay. <laughs> Dark Horse to win more than 25. Okay. I think that Fred Van Vliet... Hot take. They won't be the worst in the league. I think that Fred Van Vliet pickup is going to like put some of the young kids in the right positions to score. Yeah. Yeah. Well, eventually James Harden ends up there somehow. And then that, that negates the, the Van Vliet plus. Did you hear about the anti-flopping rule? I did. I'm very excited about the anti-flopping rule. So, uh, I'm so before, sick of watching soccer in the form of basketball. Yeah, so before the anti-flopping rule was that they were going to charge people money, fine. They would fine people after the game for Like $5,000 or something. Right, and and nobody cared. And then they kind of like also didn't really do it very often unless it was egregious. Yeah, but it now, happened like pre-COVID a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then, but now it actually hurts the team, right? There's a, it's a, a free throw, and the other team gets the ball. Like I think it's, 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 it's actually yeah, going to hurt a, your there's team. A, there's a penalty associated with it now. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, hopefully, flopping will go so down. TJ maybe needs to calm it down just a little bit. <laughs> well, Harden maybe out of the league is what I'm thinking. Every time he's, he's anybody the breathes on him, in the world. <laughs> every time somebody breathes on him, he acts like he's being shot. So, I mean, so know. does Embiid. That's why they're. That's why they're that's the why they're worst fun. team in the league to watch. I don't understand anybody who wants to watch that team. I think that's falling apart real fast too. This is fun. I think there's yeah. I think there's a chance here to be a you know uh, maybe not a home court advantage, but I definitely think a top six team. I think there's some teams that are going to crumble here. Um, I think the East is wide open. I think the Bucks are going to be on a crazy mission. Yeah, I haven't seen it since they won a title, so. Yeah, well. That was only a couple of years ago. Yeah. I guess they could probably, <laughs> they could probably redo that if they want. Last to. year did not go very well in the playoffs. And now um, this ooh. is very good at basketball. Uh, uh, quick shout out to uh, Undefeated, which was uh, is the um, uh, Apple Plus um documentary about Steph Curry um, and basically his run with Davidson to get to the Elite Eight. Uh, it was fun to relive that. I, I was living in Raleigh at the time um, and and uh, their first two rounds were in Raleigh and the entire city was electric and, and kind of this, this who is this kid and who is this team, um, this no-name conference, no-name division one school. Um, it was really fun to relive that and they they uh, interweave it with his um, uh, 2022 championship, sort of the underdog championship is how they kind of, <laughs> even though they already won three titles, but no one expected him to win that one. And it's it's really well done. Um, there's a great shot of uh, his college team all raising their hands, you know, right before, you know, uh, before they go out on the court. And then it cuts into uh, all the NBA guys doing the same thing. Like there's some fun stuff like that, so. I recommend uh, it's an easy watch, and uh, I might have shed a few tears 
for uh, Steph Curry as a small child being picked on. <laughs> yeah, poor poor guy. Yeah, his life is so hard. Yeah, yeah, he had a hole in one this week. As if his, I saw that. I saw if that. his life was not yet charmed enough. He's just he can't miss anything apparently. No. Even <laughs> at a, 170 yards, he's deadly. We we thought he was only good from 40 feet, but apparently. <laughs> Uh, for the architect Donnie Walsh, who I'm sure had a hand in this offseason and would be very proud, if not, uh, of uh, Buchanan and Pritchard. Uh, and uh, our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Sicklenard. Turn out the lights, the party's over. Very nice. Friend of the show, Nico, sent me a text yesterday. Have you ever looked at the Bulls logo upside down before? I was just sent this uh, by a a Bulls friend of mine from work. I I don't know how I haven't seen this before. I don't know how I haven't seen it either. It's so great. It's hilarious. I think described Uh, at, I think think Nico described it as a crab. as a, yeah, a robot uh, hitting a crab. Uh, yeah, it's, a robot having sex with a crab. I think it looks more a little bit more like an alien than a okay. robot. But, okay. you know, either way, you just, you can't unsee it. You really can't. And I, it <laughs> makes me, it, what I love about hating the bulls is I have a new way to hate them. It's great. I just, I don't understand how they allowed this to happen. <laughs> I mean, I suppose, I mean, that's what the internet's amazing, right? Like, like somebody just, came across this thing and then figured it out and then sent it out and the entire world sees it now. But how has nobody seen it before? Yeah. But uh, maybe they did, but they didn't have enough people to Maybe they thought it was hilarious. (laughs) Maybe the people who were making the Bulls logo didn't actually like the team very much. (laughs) Yeah. um, So if you're out there listening to the show, go look up... uh, Is it on Twitter or Instagram? Or maybe just just go... Just, just pick Google up the Bulls, Bulls logo, logo and then, upside down. Yeah, upside down and just the flip internet your will screen. Do things for you. Yeah. <laughs> the internet does do a lot of things for you. Which it is does nice. all kinds of things. Yeah. Just to ask it nice. <laughs> hey, you can actually be mean to it. Not sentient yet. Uh, Siri's real angry when I get mad at her. She's not angry. She just stops talking to me. She's like, I don't respond to that language or whatever. She gets all saucy, yeah. Getting a little sassy, yeah. That's she why does. Apple sucks. So crowned up. <laughs> I can uh, abuse who, my Google products as much as I want. Yeah. Does your Google product have a name when you talk to it? Google. Okay. You say, hey, Google. Yeah. And then when you curse at it, does Google say, it's not my fault? <laughs> no. No, it doesn't scapegoat anybody else, generally. Okay. okay. Their uh, their little AI package is called Bard, but yeah, I don't know. I haven't tried to beat me into it. it you never anymore. like get stuck in a traffic jam or whatever, and 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 you know you're trying to like talk your way out. Oh no, right, you have a fancy car that gets you around all that stuff. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, I, it's not that. It's that I live in Boise. I mean, they're... oh yeah, occasionally I just get angry with. Uh, Siri in the car when she's telling me to go the wrong way and so I yell at her and then she stops talking to me because I'm being mean. Yeah. 
Yeah. Sounds I'm like I need to ass. switch over to Google. They're not so namby pamby over there. <laughs> or maybe they just taught their machines to live with abuse from a young age. It's like not a God. I mean, they should get used to it. It's, it's coming. <laughs> yeah, humans are yeah. Humans Terrible. are not nice. We're not nice people. We're not nice. Yeah, I just called the you know, Siri Navy Pammy. Yeah. And that was the nicest thing you've said to her all day. Apparently. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Navy Pammy should be one of our uh, next on Googleables. I'm not sure. Maybe I, did I make that up or is that got some? Um, I don't know. I'll name the show that first and we'll check to see if it's a thing. Second. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. I'm recording.